Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Oh, I think Eric Zane is getting ready to join us from the Eric Zane Show, the podcast. It's a great podcast. He's a he's a talent. I had somebody stop me when I was at the Ferris, Michigan Tech, Michigan State Western, Great Lakes Invitational uh, hockey tournament, and they go, man, I love Zane on the radio. And I said, well... Do you listen to his podcast? Just search Eric Zane Show Podcast, because all he did last year was trash me for my prediction that golf would have more wins in a Lions uniform than Stafford. Then he kept hammering me. Then when they were 1-6 and six this year, he hammered me saying, oh, did you say 10 wins? Did you say 10 wins? And he just buried me. And now at 9-8, and eight, after their win last night, you would think the Eric Zane Show Podcast, Facebook, and Twitter pages were known as Homerland. For the Lions. And I didn't see any apology. I didn't see any, hey, Bill Simonson predicted 9-8. and eight. So I think Eric Zane is standing by. He called in, longtime listener. Uh, how you doing, Eric? What are you doing? It's not working. It's not working. There you go, Superfly. No, it's not working. The phone isn't working. It isn't. There, you got him on the wrong line, buddy. No, it's on the top line. It doesn't work. Get him off it now. It's a train wreck. Why did? What are you doing? What are you doing? It, it's a train wreck. No, it's a train wreck. It's a get out of here. You hang up on him. It's a train wreck. Why is everything with Eric Zane Show podcast a train wreck on the show? I'm, why? You put them on a line. I never use that top line. I never use it. Watch. It doesn't work. Is he there? Hey, what? That's a well-oiled machine. You got to Oh, my God. Look at this. It's super fly. He puts you on a line. I never use that top line. Yeah. yeah I don't know, Bill. Oh, my God. So did you call to apologize for ripping me so much about my predictions with the Lions? Well, first of all, I would like to say that um, the what you did in the prediction of nine and eight is not as impressive as it was terrible last year when you said that Stafford would have would have uh, would perform words off. Oh my God! But but you but you did nail it. You deserve full credit, and I was saving it for this show that I apologize. Congratulations on your absolutely uh, true prediction. But even you couldn't have thought that they were going to do as well as they did when they were 1-6. No, nobody did. And anyone who claims that, the only guy I heard that said I like what I see was Merrill Hodge, the former Steelers running back, who joins us weekly on the DraftKings NFL Power Hour. He was the only guy anywhere I heard say, I like what I see. Don't be surprised if this team finishes strong. And originally he said like six or seven wins, but uh, nine and eight. You know, Eric, I got to go because we're out of time because I spent two minutes with the phone system. (laughs) I really do. I got to go. (laughs) 
that you put him on a line we never use. He called us, so but he was on a line we don't use on that top one. I never use that. No, you. This phone system got switched out the other day. We had to reboot it. I, that top line doesn't say line one. <laughs> That was almost perfect, was Zane. A new approach is in order. If I see anything, I am going to swing the ban hammer with such malicious intent that if I even suspect anything, I have already banned for six uh, for six hundred seconds three assholes. Aram. Who des- he's such a piece of shit. He is he is the most he is the biggest troublemaker of all of you. Amanda, even bigger piece of shit. And now Corey, also a piece of shit. I am now I am no longer going to be the punching bag for audience members. I am now just, this is all I do. I just do the show and just totally just ban people. That is going to be, okay, here we are. Just days, uh, days that I haven't done the show. I walk in here. All I want to do is chit chat with you and tell you how much I love you. And all I get is asshole after asshole dogging me. So, all right. Okay. There you go. Eat 600 seconds that is how it will be i will swing the band hammer with uh, uh anger in my heart that is what i will do welcome into the eric zane show podcast a daily show where i discuss news nonsense and my personal adventures i sat down in the airplane yesterday after just spending a new level of expense at an airport. This was all about, the whole show is all about overspending on food and stupid shit. We were both starving as we wandered into the Sanford International Airport. Near Orlando. Got our seats perfectly on time. Perfectly on time. And uh, she says, I'm I'm, I'm hungry. I go, hey, no problem. I'm going to get you some food. And uh, by the way, these chicken sandwiches were absolutely awesome. They were were, were perfect. And um, for something you buy that uh, it's almost like a fast food setting. It is a fast food setting. You know, she's shouting out the number 67. Here you go. That's me. 
and uh, walk up to this lady. She barely speaks English. I'll take two breakfast burritos. She goes, no breakfast. Breakfast no longer serve. I go, oh, oh okay. Uh, what do you like? She goes, the chicken sandwich, senor. I go, okay, great. I go, I'll take two. Everything? I go, everything. Everything. Lettuce, tomato, onion, pickle. Yes, please do. Two drinks. She was very sweet to me. I was enjoying the conversation with her as much as I could understand. And I'm big on the tips. I really am. And she didn't make shit for a living. And so it gives you the option when you put your card in there, 20%. Fuck yes. Give her 20%. Well, after the 20%, The cost for two sandwiches and two Pepsis was $45. (laughs) They're counting on you to have the, "Ah, I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation. Uh, And you know what? They got you by them. They're counting on the fact that you're hungry as fuck. You're, I mean, Jesus. There's no other place to eat. $45. I want her back there. I sit down and uh, as soon as we sit down, I take one bite and they start boarding. I go, oh my God, this is so great. We get right on the plane. Uh, Sit down. Um, Prior to that, I talked about this yesterday. I did a impromptu podcast uh, last night. This nice couple. Uh, mom, dad, two kids, young. Dad whips around when I, I gave Diana the food and I, I, I spoke to her and it, it caught his ear and he looked at me and then he, I, oh, I think that guy, that guy might have figured out. He might have heard my voice and maybe he's listened in the past. So he might have, I've seen this before and I'm like, I'm always, I always enjoy talking with people out in public like that. I don't enjoy people coming to my house. And, uh, So I'm like, ah, well, you know, I'm a big deal here. Well, they sit down right behind us. And so then it turns out she goes, were you on the radio? I go, yeah, I was like forever ago. Oh, my God. It's a thing. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Conversation. And then Diana gets out the sandwich. And she and I I know she likes the sandwich. Like I said, it was good. And uh, and she's just, okay. like when you're hungry and. You know, you might want to, you might get after it a little bit more than in the past or than like when you're not hungry and she really like, kind. and what she does is she doesn't chew her food. Not only does she not chew her food, but she's like, I indicated to you before, she's got, um, a narrow, um, is it the esophagus? I guess the one that goes to your stomach, the food tube where the food goes down. Hers is narrow. And this is actually going to cause her problems if she doesn't get this taken care of. I've talked about this before. And the food gets stuck all the time. And then I heard it. I heard, I'm sitting there talking to these folks. Oh, yeah, okay, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I hear, it's stuck. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, I know what that means. Now, when this happens, she has to barf. You have to puke it up. (laughs) Now... It's me 
in the middle. She's by the window. She's by the window. I'm in the middle. And dude I don't know is to my right on this on this flight. And we're just, you know, kind of people are showing up and putting their bags above us. There's a lot of shit going on. And I'm and I hear it's stuck. And I look at her and she's got her eyes are starting to water and she's in trouble. And she's gonna puke. So I grabbed the bag that the food was in. And I hand it to her and she goes, this fucking thing is flying out right into the bag and people are like, oh no, holy shit. And she, she, uh, uh, inside of the bag was, I guess I'm not getting any ketchup on the fries. Cause it's just the whole bag's puke. And, and, and this, oh God. I'm like, honey, hey, poor thing. Jesus. And so she calms down and I go, okay, let's, let's little bites and chew them up. Okay. Let's, uh, it's like I'm talking to a kid. Holy fuck. She's just so embarrassing. Okay. Hey, don't worry about it. So then the bag is on the ground and it's, it's paper. So it's the, the puke soaking through the bag. Amanda writes, by the way, not quite sure why I was uh, banned for calling Aram an asshole. You did not. You did not do that. You did not do that. Uh, You said, stir that pot, Aram. That's what you said. So now you get another 600. Yeah. And besides, you deserve it. You absolutely deserve it. Do you remember, Amanda, just before I left, Do you remember the dialogue that got you in trouble the last time? There was all sorts of an exchange. Here we were on this show. I was having a conversation with Sam Mills on the fireversary, dumb shit. And we're sitting on here doing the show. And I'm talking to Sam Mills. And this idiot goes, oh, my God, ask her why she unfriended me. What the fuck? And then Kenny, of course, says what I just said, what the fuck? But then Kenny gets into an argument with her. So I banned them both. Idiot writes to me. I did not tell you to ask her anything. This is Amanda. I said I refriended her. I said like two more things and was done. And I said I was going to stop talking because I knew it was distracting. I wrote incorrect. I paraphrase, but you absolutely were suggesting what I said you suggested. Idiot writes, I was friends with her, but I went to re-add her fate. Now, this is a, my guest on my show. And this idiot is sitting there suggesting that I have a conversation with her about someone she doesn't know, nor does she care about. That's how much of a narcissist Amanda is. Uh, I wanted her to accept that friend proposal. That's what I asked you to say. And I wrote, yeah, that's super dumb. Why would I do that? Why even suggest it? 
And she says, which is why I shut the hell up. Well, yeah, too late. Too late, idiot. She writes, because I'm a moron. I got too excited when I got back in the car and realized you were chatting with her. And then I wrote, it's totally fine. Yeah, it is. I'll just ban you. That's all there is to it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you are such a pain in the ass. You And you bring it all on yourself. You just can't stop. There are... Uh, at least two members of this show. Three. Aram can't stop causing trouble. And then he'll write to me, I, I'm trying to be less snarky. And then the first thing he says today is snarky. Aram, trouble. Amanda, trouble. Kenny, trouble. These are the three, these are the three horsemen of the apocalypse. These three. They are they are on the Mount Rushmore of trouble for this show. Oh, and Corey, too. Corey's right up there. These are absolute troublemakers who do nothing but cause trouble. That is their goal on this show. And then when I and then when I ban them, they're like, what what? What what happened? Huh? Oh my God. In fact, I am banning. Amanda and Aram and Corey for the rest of the show. They're all getting banned. If I see them, they're banned. Kenny at least knows better. How does it feel knowing that of the four of you, Kenny is the smartest? That, holy shit. My God. Megan writes, new Eric Zane customer at Irvine today. So nice to meet you, Mike. Thank you. I'm glad. There's a Rom. He's back. He will now be banned for 600 seconds. I actually missed you all, including those idiots. Um, the race, the half marathon was Saturday. My longest run leading up to this race was seven miles. Right on cue, at mile eight, I started to feel like the rest of the run was going to be a slog. So between eight and nine, I'm like, mm, things are starting to hurt now. I'm not used to, I'm, I'm kind of like wading out into the deep end of the pool at this point. And then very quickly, my legs started to hurt like fuck. My hips, my knees, my fucking feet. Oh, oh shit. It was gruesome. And then I go, all right, now this is where the point of the race, where it becomes like the baton death march. So when I started the race, I was a, uh, jogging very slowly with a friend of the family, young lady by the name of Madeline. She grew up with my kids. So young person, you, you can still refer to a person who's like 24 as a young person, young person. So, and this is her first half marathon and she, uh, very, very close with, uh, the Veldinks. And so she's, uh, running 
Um, she was closest with Kate, who uh, passed most recently um, a year and a half ago. So this is very important for her, and this is her own little uh, – she did all the fundraising, and so I'm like uh, – we're, we're like uh, trotting along. And then, uh, you know, I started to go just a little bit quicker, and she dropped back. And so uh, now uh, I'm three miles into the race, and, you know, I, f- I feel pretty good here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, to go a little bit quicker. And so uh, now there's people everywhere, so it's tough to move. There's some bottlenecks and things like that. It's just you're just constantly surrounded by a mass of people. And uh, I felt pretty good about getting a uh, one mile at about 10 minutes. Okay. I am, uh, I think I'm doing good. I am, I'm just crushing it now. And then I got to that fateful moment and I'm like, oh shit. I don't feel so great right now. So you make the turn and start running towards Epcot with about three miles to go. You, this long, long turn looping and as you and and the disney characters are along the race and i didn't stop for one of them because there's like a long line for every one of them and i i can't figure out why people would want to do that i mean you you go to get your picture taken with like mickey and minnie which i did get my picture taken with mickey and minnie later more on that in a second um and they they're 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 waiting like a long line of people will be there and you know, you're going to wait like 20 minutes to get your picture taken with Mickey or Minnie during the race. And I'm like, ah, come on. You, I mean, you just want to get the damn thing done, right? Uh, so I didn't do any of that. But as I'm making this big turn with about three miles to go, uh, the the characters from Toy Story, you know those um, uh, army men? One of the one of the army men is out there with a with a bullhorn yelling at me to, to get my ass. Come on, soldier, get your ass in here. He wasn't saying it. Get, he didn't swear, but so all right. At this point, I'm hurting, and my God, anybody that I had passed prior to. They're passing me now, and I'm slowing down, slowing down. In fact, I was, um, I had a, um, yeah, it was like my fastest mile, and then, then it was slower by like 15 seconds, and then 20 seconds, and then it was slower by a minute. The, the final mile of the race, I think I probably did it in like 15 sec or 15 minutes. It was, it was that slow. My God. So then as I, I'm finishing, I've got about a half mile to go. And there's a guy who is n- no joke, 300 pounds. And uh, he's going to finish the race. And I'm, I'm always impressed with people who are that big running. And, um, you know, we're going very slow, but he's getting it done. And, and uh, I, 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 for the life of me, if he didn't train, it's like the greatest fucking uh, athletic 
thing that's ever happened in the history of athletics. To be a guy this big, uh, uh, finishing a half marathon. So I decided to offer him some words of encouragement. I go, come on, buddy, you can do it. And he goes, thanks. And I go, is this your first? I'm just assuming because he's fat as shit that this is his first race. And he goes, uh, first half marathon or he goes half marathon or dopey. And, uh, he goes, neither. And I'm like, wait, what? Huh? And I realized not only has he been running several, has he run several half marathons? He's doing the dopey. Now what the dopey is, is you run the 5k on Thursday, the 10k on Friday, the half marathon on Saturday and the full marathon on Sunday. And I'm like, how, how are you able to do this? Okay. You had to have trained. You had to have trained in order to pull this off. But if you've trained for all of these events, how are you 300 pounds? What, what are you doing? If you, if you're that trained to pull this off, okay, because I firmly believe that if you don't actually get the mileage in, you're going to be in so much pain. Like I didn't get the mileage in, so I'm in deep, deep shit, but I'm older. I don't know. I don't know how this works. Maybe everybody's different or what, but if this guy didn't train, there's no fucking way he's going to be able to even finish a half marathon, let alone finish that. And then uh, uh, 20 hours later, go after the full marathon. So I'm like, holy shit. You, there needs to be an ESPN article about this guy. Oh my God. Incredible. So then, uh, I make my way around. Um, I see my gospel choir there. They're awesome. I love them. I, I put a video on Facebook out, uh, those folks, uh, cross the finish line with a smile on my face, trying to act like I'm not in pain, but it, it, it was bad. My God. Whew. Um, the thing is though, I had a real bad vibe when I finished the half marathon in Grand Rapids, when Mike Ball beat the shit out of me, this one was even considerably slower than that. Well, when I raced with Mike Ball, I at least started out at nine minutes a mile for the first five or six miles, then kind of slogged my way through it. This one, I started out like 11 and a half, 12 minutes a mile, and then slogged my way through it. So it was shitty both ways. This one, the shittiest. Two hours and 40 minutes. That's like unbelievably bad. Um, Considering that I ran this race in about an hour 28 about a decade ago. But when I got done with the race, I was very, very sore. And uh, I, I felt like shit the whole day. I had a headache. My legs hurt. Um, felt good, though, about being associated with the AT Children's Project. We did the pasta dinner that night for the people that are running the marathon. I want to bring a group of people out there next year to actually do this with me. So... Uh, I'm not ready to start promoting that, but just be advised. Okay. Perfect opportunity. If you've been looking to uh, latch onto a charity and do something like a 5k, 10k half marathon, full marathon, any one of those. Hold on. I got to see if Aram is back. 
I got to see if Corey's back. Uh, Megan writes, Sarah and I will be there to cheer you on. Diana said we can stay with you. Absolutely not. You will not. Nope. Nope. Uh Uh-uh. Uh, Amy says, I already have it on my calendar to sign up for 2024. They opened it up in February and said they sell out fast. You don't need to worry about that. If you do it with the charity, that's all taken care of. You don't need to sign up through Disney. You sign up through the charity. I'll explain that. Megan says, are you saying no to cheering uh, with you or no to staying with you? Oh, you can cheer. You just can't stay with me. No, 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 that's, that's Eric time. Eric, uh, where Eric sleeps is where no audience slash friends can go. None, never, never, ever. How much money do you have to raise for the charity? Tyler says, I think it's $600. At least it has been in the past six or seven. Megan says, we'll get the room next door. That's fine. All right. Now, for you audience members that are getting the show, sorry, on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I appreciate you so much, but I'm going to kick you out. Follow the show on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live if you want the full show. You can always uh, download the audio podcast wherever you download shows. Just search Eric Zane Show. And uh, send me an email on the Shoreline or Striping Inbox, eric at ericzaneshow.com, if you want to chat. Thank you and goodbye. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. YouTube brought to you by Frank Fuss. My Policy Shop Insurance. Okay. Just getting started. We need to break down this image of me with, good God, Mickey and Minnie. It is, um, it, it, it's remarkable how it looks like I have a massive rack, the biggest tits ever. Those look like Dolly Parton tits. Mickey and Minnie were at the uh, little banquet that we had. And I put, look, 634 people liked this with a laughy emoji or a thumbs up. That's that, that never happens to anything I post ever. So if you notice, okay, the shirt was tight to begin with, of course. My clothes, I'm, I'm just too fat. This shirt looks to be one or two sizes too small now. And I hadn't worn it uh, for a little while. And so the buttons, it already looked like they were getting ready to burst. I'm just, I just massively overweight, 35, 30 pounds at least. So I didn't feel comfortable wearing it. The position that my arms are in behind Mickey and Minnie is 
assisting in the tightness of the shirt. You see this shadow here? That's from Minnie's ear. And it's it's assisting with the illusion that I have an unbelievable rack. There's even cleavage. My nips are popping out. It's ridiculous. And I took the picture and I was like, oh, this is going to be cute. Everybody's going to laugh and because I'm there with Mickey and Minnie. Oh, this is so great. And then I took one look at it. And I go, oh, my God. It looks like I have giant tits. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Maureen says, <laughs> had you not pointed it out, I wouldn't even have noticed. Yeah, everybody noticed. In fact, a lot of people were like, wow, um, I didn't even, I, I looked at the picture and they and they noticed it before I wrote anything or before they uh, read what I wrote. And it it's just, oh God, so dumb, but hilarious. Holy shit. Uh, that that uh, got a lot of attention. All in all, great weekend. Um, get down there. Um, wait till you hear about the grifts. There were so many grifts that potentially happened. Well, that did happen to me. Uh, while we were on the airplane, though, on the way down, this was this was bad. Um, so we get there. I had to get up at four in the morning on uh, Thursday. Get there and we're waiting in the uh, terminal on time. Happy about that. And Diana says, hey, that's our old neighbor. Um, and I go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's her. And then I, uh, I get this person's attention. This person walks up. I haven't talked to this person in years. And the conversation starts. And then I had a uh, sneaking suspicion that this conversation was going to last about three or four hours. This person is a flight attendant on the plane. So I'm going to be with this person. I'm, be trying, to be, I'm trying to be careful about who's who and what's what on this story. All of a sudden, she goes, oh, I got to go. We got to have our meeting. The flight attendants have a meeting or something before the, before the flight takes off. Plane boards. Nice lady comes up during the flight and uh, asking about uh, the kids, stuff like that. And then there's a lot of back and forth. And, this, and then a lot of questions. And then a lot of information. And... People are walking up and down the aisle trying to get by this person. And and she's talking over people. She's standing up in the aisle and it's it's going on. And I'm trapped. And this takes significant time. And oh my God, the ADHD alarms were firing off like you wouldn't believe. 
like like a, a shotgun blast in my head of ADHD shooting all the ADHD flying out of my eyes. I'm like, God damn it! I gotta get out of here. Enough! And that we we I don't need we don't need updates on everyone in your family. We don't need in depth uh, neighborhood news. We don't need career updates on every single person that we've ever interacted with together. We don't, we don't need any of that. And this took significant time. Finally, that ended. And I, I had to go to the bathroom. And I, I get up and then I wander over to the area. And there's, people are in the bathroom. I got to wait. And guess who's right there in the little jump seat? Oh, no. And we, oh, fuck. It happened again. I couldn't believe it. Oh, shit. Uh, thank God, guy comes out of the bathroom. I go into the bathroom. I'm like, oh, shit. All I want to do is hang myself at this point. Um, get out of there, and then uh, same thing. I can't even sit down. And then, you know what got me back to sitting down? Turbulence. The plane starts shaking crazy. And then, uh, so I go, hey, I better go. And so I start walking, and as soon as I started walking, the pilot comes down, and he goes, Everybody take your seats. We got some turbulence. Sit down. Put your seatbelts on. I'm like, thank God. I was fucking right. Holy shit. Wow. That was intense. And uh, I'm like, I, I just can't. I can't. And now this is a, um, a person prominent in her field. Wonderful family. Everyone loves her. And I'm just like, how? How can that even be? How can you be a success with this debilitating circumstance? Uh, While flying, I uh, started and finished the book, Man in Red Bandana by um, Tom Rinaldi. Terrific sports writer, reporter. Great book. Highly recommended. While there, bought a Neil deGrasse Tyson book. Started reading that. Yeah, it's a simple, super smart guy's platitudes and fun facts and shit like that about man, humanity, life on other planets. In that book, he put together a scenario. And it was so ridiculous that it caused me to start doing math. And when I do math, fun things happen. It's probably going to do the same thing to you. There was uh, for some reason, he said, if you were to go to a person and say, hey, I'm going to give you, you have your choice of either $5 million or you can take a penny and double the sum every day for a month and take that. What would you choose? $5 million or starting with one penny on the first of the month and doubling it every day of the month up until the 31st, what would you do? And everybody was, says, well, I would take the $5 million because that's a lot more money, and it's not. In fact, if you were to take a penny and double the sum every day for a month, you'd have uh, uh, tens of millions of dollars. I'm not even kidding you. Let's do it. Day one, one cent. Day two, 
two cents. Day three, four cents. Day four, eight cents. Day five, 16 cents. Day six, 32 cents. Day seven, 64 cents. You're thinking, how the fuck? Day eight, dollar twenty-eight. Day nine. Now this is where I, I screwed up. That'd be two uh fifty-six. Two hundred and fifty-six pennies, two dollars and fifty-six cents. Okay, don't move. Two fifty-six times two. All right. Day ten, you got five dollars and twelve cents. You're almost halfway through the month. Day 11, you've got $10.24. Day 12, you've got $20.48. Day 13, $40.96. You're like, well, this is, there's no fucking way this is going to amount to anything. This is so fucked up. There's a ROM. Banned. Day 14, $81.92. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? There's no way, right? Day 15, $163.84. Day 16, $327.68. Day 17, $655. All right, I'm not going to do it at all. I'm not going to do the whole thing. But anyway, it amounts to tens of millions of dollars that you will have if you keep doubling that. It's like, what the fuck? Huh? It's about the only thing I got out of that damn book. All right. Thank you to the folks on Patreon for signing up to listener-supported ad-free Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. If you want more podcasting today, I'll be doing smarter than a former drug dealer trivia with Dale. That will happen at 1030 AM. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The open and live stream of today's show brought to you by Sarah Honda Granville. S E R R A Honda Granville.com. Uh, Go there. They're along Kennewa Avenue, just north of 44th Street, and test drive a brand new Honda vehicle today. Uh, You won't be able to drive one out more than likely on the day that you test drive it, but that's okay. You sit down, you figure out what you want on the car, and boom, a couple weeks, it's delivered, and you're happening. Or if you want to drive out on a car today, a certified pre-owned vehicle, which is like new, you can do that because they have Michigan's largest selection of certified pre-owned vehicles. Sarah, HondaGranville.com. Okay, tax season right around the corner. First of all, um, a certified public accountant should do your taxes. If you're not doing that, you're leaving money on the table. The one that I recommend... Uh, comes from Tag Accounting, Troy Ginzer, the world-famous tax hobbit. This is good for anyone, anywhere in the audience in the United States. No matter where you are in the U.S., reach out to Troy, 
301-9516. Tag CPA.net. Tag Accounting and Tax Services. If you're a small business, medium-sized business, large business, doesn't matter. You may need tax services. For me, he made my show into an S-Corp. Don't even ask me what that is. All I know is that there's tax advantages to it. Year one, he's like, okay, yeah, all right. Because of this reason, this reason, this reason, you need to be an S-Corp. I go, what is that? Because, well, you're going to get a paycheck every two weeks with your Social Security uh, taxes taken out of it and your state taxes and your federal taxes and all that shit. You need to be actually like, and with all, you're a business with one employee. Oh, okay. What is that doing? Because, well, there's tax benefits to it. Otherwise, you're getting hammered because of this reason, this reason. That it's all beyond my expertise. Thank you, Troy, though. 616 301 9516 for tag accounting. Online at tagcpa.net. Okay. Uh, Maureen says, I <laughs> I looked up Dale on Facebook. He is not what I pictured him to look like. Ryan says, yeah, you stalked him. She says, kind of. All right. Meanwhile, when I walked into Disney, uh, you we get off the... Um, plane get a car more on that in a second we go into this thing called the expo which is just a oh man it is a gigantic uh facility with all sorts of vendors and you got to walk by all these vendors that are doing their thing uh, before you can go pick up your like little race bib and uh it's all people who are like um chiropractors or selling t-shirts or maybe they have a device that'll help you uh uh, loosen up your back or something like that or and um okay so we're walking along and to the side is a guy and i can hear him but i don't look at him because i'm just looking ahead not even paying attention but i hear sir can i get 30 seconds of your time please and um i just keep looking forward and then he goes or you can ignore me and i'm like and he's got like some fucking bungee band or something like that that you like uh, put it between your knees and I don't know what the fuck. It so then I made a face like, yeah, fuck off. And uh, my our pal Stacy, she looks at me, she starts laughing because this guy's giving me shit because I don't want to pay attention to him. It's like, well, no, I no, you can't have thirty seconds of my fucking time. That's not how it works. You don't just go, can I have it? And then I don't pay attention to you. So you can just give me shit. You fucking asshole. No. And besides, if I give you, if I look at you, what would you rather me do? Keep walking and say no, or just pretend I don't hear you. And don't give me your snark fuckhead. Jesus Christ. You know, I come here on this show and I get snark from a ROM and stupidity from Amanda and trolling from Corey. The last thing I want to do 
is wander into the expo and get the same bullshit from this guy. So I ignored him. The difference is I don't ignore those three. I just have the opportunity to ban them for 600 seconds. So I ban the guy permanently. Fuck you. Yeah, no, I'm not going to pay attention to you fucking dick. If you've got something to sell me, like your crazy contraption, you're going to have to do a better job to get my attention. You don't just say, excuse me, can I have your attention and then expect me to give it to you, you fucking dick. You got to actually do something that makes, that gets my attention. You don't just ask for it. That isn't how it works. Do something attention grabbing. I don't give a fuck what. That's what I have to do every day. If that's what I have to do, that's what you have to do. You fucking dick. Fuck you. Shit. I about had it with people trying to fucking rip me off over this weekend. Let's start with the rental car. Now, we, we got the rental car in advance. Like, we're still here, and uh, we went on whatever the app, and it said I could get from Hertz a uh, Toyota Camry or similar for $33 a day. And uh, I'm like, well, that, that's perfect. So we booked it. Get to the rental car counter. This guy seemed to be a bit of a fast talker. And I should have picked up on it, but it was a moment of weakness. And he goes, sir, for $100, you can get a Dodge Challenger. Do you want that? I go, $100? I go, you know, I got this car for four days. He goes, it's 100 bucks. You can get this car. For $100. $25 a day. And I'm like, well, they must be having a sale. Because I'm paying $33 a day for this Camry. I guess you're telling me I'm going to pay $100 and I get this car. He says, yeah. Come to find out. He kept one word out of that. Had he said for $25 a day more. So he fucking tricked me. And so, but I don't know that. I don't know that he's tricking me. I go, $25 a day as opposed to $33 a day. I'm saving money and I'm driving a Dodge Challenger. He goes, oh, you're going to love this car. It's great. It's incredible. Oh, my God. I go, all right, yeah. We're going to get the Dodge Challenger. Fuck yes. Fucking Camry, my ass, $33. Fuck you, Camry. I got a Dodge Challenger for $25 a day. Uh, I get in. Diana gets in. Uh, young Maddie gets in. Madeline. The chick I ran the start of the race with, friend of the family. Uh, her mom is very dear friends with uh, us, and so by extension, we're taking her back to her hotel. Punch the gas, and I'm like, 
it turns out it's a fucking V6, so it's a dog. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Then I, I look at the paperwork. By the t- I get to our, our hotel. It's $25. No, I looked at the bank, uh, the, the statement online, the uh, credit card, and it says uh, what I thought would it, it looked very, very high. It was like over $300. And I'm like, well, this is not right. What is going on? So then I took a look at the paperwork. It's $25 more per day plus tax and fucking fees and shit. I got fucking grifted by this guy. I'm like, oh, shit. Fuck. So I'm going to call. Call the Hertz number and it puts you to a call center. It says, uh, I actually called the local number. though, And it says, press three if you want to talk to the local representative. So I'm, I want to get this guy on. His name is like Juan or something. And then it starts ringing. Rings and rings and rings. And then it just hangs up on me. That was it. And that's what they do. Uh, Maureen says, please tell me you punched him in the throat when you took the car back. Uh, I took the car back. He was not there. But let that be a lesson to you. Don't believe. They're they're lying to you. They're keep they're not disclosing the truth. Grift number one of three. We go there. Uh Tyler says, I would have walked right up to Juan and said, Tu madre is una puta. <laughs> okay, so this place where we uh, are stayed is where we've always stayed. It's called Orange Lake in Kissimmee. And uh, there's a uh, area right by the pool where the group likes to stay. We were not able to get a room there. Diana says, I really want to be be by where everybody else is. And uh, we go to check in, and we're not there. And uh, it's way far away. And she goes, I, I don't know. I, and we find out that there actually is a last-minute availability right where everybody else is. I go, awesome. Okay. So um, uh, the lady at the desk said, she goes, you got to actually call, though. And you got to, what? You could do it right here. Call. I can't do it here, which is just so crazy. So I, I reserved it and uh, was able to get what we wanted. Perfect. And then the lady says, okay, you're all set. Um, stay on the line. We're going to tell you about a special offer. Now, this company that has this resort, they're all timeshares. But um, they're, I'm not, I don't own a timeshare, nor do I want to. But they always want you to take their tour and they offer them they give you special offers to get the tour for two hours and they're real aggressive on the sales. Okay. So they're trying to get people into all their different properties in different parts of the country, and then they try to sell you a, a, a timeshare, which you then politely say no, and then they give the full court press, and then you say no, and then they get pissed off at you, and then that's that. So I'm getting set to hang up. And a guy picks up the phone and goes, hello, how are you there? And I go, oh, hey, I was just about to hang up. He goes, no, 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 don't hang up. Don't hang up on me, sir. And he's uh, really sweet and friendly and nice, and I've got time to kill. Uh, I don't know why I decided to give it to him. I could have given it to anybody. 
but I allow the guy politely to make his speech. And this is what he says to me. He says, sir, we've got properties uh, in all different parts of the country, Vegas, San Diego, Los Angeles. Uh, stop me when you hear your favorite one. He says, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I go, that's the one. He says, okay, I, you know, okay. We have properties in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I'm going to give you four nights um, for just $33 a day. There's that number again, $33. And uh, I go, wow, that's that's really cheap. He goes, no, um, you can schedule it any time in the next year. Four days or, or four nights at this uh, place. And, uh, and I go, well, all right, maybe. I don't know. And I, and I, I go, ah, you know, I, I don't know. And I, I kind of thought better of it. And I said, no. And he goes, sir, I'm wheeling and dealing. I'm not going to lie to you. And he's not. He goes, I'm going to give you the whole trip for free. I'm going to give you uh, four nights free of charge. Um, day two is the tour. You have to stay till you have to uh, stay till at least the second day. You have to get the tour. And as soon as you get the tour, your money is refunded. Everything else remains the same. How about it? And in a moment of weakness, I said, sure. And I gave him $200. It only cost 200 bucks. Like, all right. So no blackout dates, nothing like that. I can go whenever I want. Me, Diana, two other people go to Gatlinburg, four days free. And that part is true. They do do this. The goal is they can show you the properties that convince you to spend $25,000 down on a fucking timeshare. And then you're in it for the rest of your life. And it's fucking terrible. In the back of my head, there's alarms going off. I go to bed that night. The alarms are still going off. I wake up again, as I do every night with a stupid anxiety attack. I'm like, I think I just got ripped off. And I look and sure enough, it's on the Bank of America statement. I, they, they've taken their money. And I go, I don't know if I want to do this. I think, I, I think I'm going to change my mind. And I had a phone number the next morning. I wake up. I call. Explain to them that I'd like my money back. She goes, why? And right there, I'm like, well, you shouldn't ask that question. That's none of your business. I said, I just thought better of it. I just changed my mind. She said, okay. I'm going to put you on with a cancellation specialist. And then they start playing the most annoying music ever. And I waited for about 45 minutes. And I'm like, this is the game. They think I'm going to get sick and tired of this. And I'm just going to hang out. That's what they're doing. And 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 they, they know I'm there. And sure enough, she picks it up. This is Shauna. Cancellation department or whatever. And I go, Shauna, hi, how are you? She goes, I'm fine. I go, I think I want to. Uh, I think I want my money back. She says, why? And I said the same thing. She goes, sir. Just like that. Sir. You do realize that if you cancel this, which is $199 refunded to you, you have a free stay. You can never have this. No, I take it back. Before that, she said, sir, this is before she lost her patience with me. She goes, sir, I am willing to give you an additional $100 back. So at this point, you are making $100 
for staying on our property. I said, I'm not interested. Sir, you will never, you can never be offered this again, sir. I said, Sean, I realize that. But I think I'm going to pass. Silence. I think in the script it says, be a bitch. Because she's like, sir, this will take seven to ten business days to come off of your credit card account. I go, that's okay. That's fine. Have a good day, sir. I go, thank you, Sean. I appreciate you. She goes, fine. She was so pissed. I couldn't believe it. It's like, why are you pissed? My God. Griff number two. There's another one later in that day. Sitting there. We're all hanging out. I'm reading my red bandana book. And Diana says, uh-oh. I just got this text. I go, is this going to upset me? She goes, maybe. She hands me the phone. It's from Bank of America. They suspect fraudulent activity on the card. Now, I never use this card. I think it back. I actually do use it quite a bit. But only when for things like this, you know, or maybe Christmas gifts or something like that. And uh, and I've used it in at the with the guy with the fucking Dodge Challenger. I used it for the fucking guy uh, giving me trying to sell me the timeshare. So it's it's smoking right now. And uh, it says warning: We think your card's been compromised. Did you uh, purchase something at and something I don't recognize? Type yes or no, and I type no. Now I don't know why, but for a second. I almost type yes. And the reason why I almost type yes is because sometimes when I when we travel, you get that they, they don't know that you've traveled, I guess, or something like that. And, I mean, that's happened to me. And then uh, it turns out that they're just uh, rather be safe than sorry, and it's, it's not. So I, I actually debated typing yes, but I type no. And then I call. And I... What happened was the card was used and then they uh, skim the number and they attach it to another magnetic strip and then they, they, they try using it. And it was a gas station in Montgomery, Alabama where some motherfucker swiped it and uh, a dollar charge was came up and they thought it was strange. They, what The way they figure it is, it's, um, they, they take where, a look at where the card was used last time and then they, there's no way he could have used it at this gas station. He couldn't have gotten there that fast with his card. So they're like, red flag, red flag. If someone had used it nearby, maybe it would have worked. But uh, this one did not work. The uh, security was effective. So I get on the phone with these people. And Diane and I are having a conversation with Bank of America security. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is, this is the old trick. Run it for a dollar. If it goes through, then you start charging shit. Like crazy. Um, thank God it picked it up. So this is all in the, in the, in the course of 24, 24 hours, three fucking grips on the weekend. So then I'm like, well, what if I still want to use the card? Can I, they, they go, the card's blocked right now. It's not, I go, well, what if I still want to use it? Can I unblock it? They go, yeah, you don't want to do that though. Because then the motherfucker is going to, he's going to use your card. It's the, he's still got the code on the, on the fucking shit. And uh, she goes, do you even have your card right now? I go, 
I think so. So I had to get my wallet. I go, yeah, it's right here. And Diane has hers. So I go, all right, yeah. So I go, all right, wipe out the card. So the card is now done. But my God, can you believe that shit? Fucking thieves. Unbelievable. So a lot going on in the grift department to your old pal, Eric Zane. Stevie says if something sounds good to be too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah, I don't know what what uh, what came over me, because for the challenger, the guy just did, did not disclose it was a hundred dollars in addition to what I paid. But Chris was sound advice: always be a cynic, never trust a salesman. Radio voice Linda says I sat through a timeshare presentation once, never again. You only have to spend eight hours a day in the presentation. My God. Yeah, all right. Lesson learned. Lesson. I'm glad I was able to avoid that. Holy shit. Um, after all that time with pyramid schemes, I would think you'd have superpowers for sniffing this stuff. Yeah, I... I chalk it up to a moment of weakness, Ryan. But I think um, getting through all of that with only $100 less in my pocket is a win. Three attempts, and I got to use the Dodge Challenger, which, by the way, that car fucking sucks. That car is a piece of shit. Do not buy a Dodge Challenger. Those things stink. All right. Um, I will be back. No, wait a minute. Now hold that thought. Uh, before I get into that, Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance, 616-914-4070. Reach out to Frank Fuss. If you do not have health insurance, this is aimed at people who are in between jobs who perhaps are self-employed, or maybe your boss does not offer health insurance, get health insurance through Obamacare, 616-914-4070. Frank will help you every step of the way in getting your policy secure. He is also the Medicare Advantage Plan expert, Social Security expert, any type of insurance. Frank Fuss, 616-914-4070. Mention my name when you call upon him, as I recommend with any of my sponsors. Like, like. A and E heating and cooling 616-516-8579. Joe Martinez, the heating and cooling expert for all of West Michigan. Please call upon him if you have any issue, maybe scheduled maintenance, perhaps an after hour service call. If you're going big, like a new air conditioner or a new furnace, 616-516-8579. Don't go anywhere. I will be right back. Yeah. Um, I did some horrible karaoke on the on the not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Bad song choice. Dancing with Myself by Billy Idol was especially bad. Oh, my God. Um, okay, I want to get into a couple things football related. First of all, the national championship game was last night. And Georgia, oh, my God. God, this was 
Such a catastrophe for TCU. Georgia annihilated them. 60-something to 7. Ah. Georgia TCU score. 65 to 7. <laughs> God. Shit. Now, I can't say TCU didn't deserve to be there. I don't even believe that Georgia is that much better than TCU. Just shit went wrong. Uh, Does that mean that Michigan would have been annihilated even worse by Georgia? No, no, not not at all. You know, you get to these final four teams. TCU had a great year. I, I actually enjoy TCU, the whole underdog thing. Um, but wow, holy shit, 65 to nothing. Uh, I'd be remiss if I did not mention about the Lions beating the Packers in that, uh, final game of the year. I mean, I honestly think that if the Lions were in the playoffs right now, that they could beat anybody in the NFC, anyone, maybe not Philly, but uh, Dallas, fucking Minnesota, we we would beat all those fucking teams in the NFC. Right now, they finished the year nine and eight after beating smug fuck Aaron Rodgers. Yes, that makes me so happy. Um, the the quote by Dan Campbell uh, at halftime, they interviewed him. The Lions were down nine to six or something like that. I don't know when they interviewed him. It was actually in the first. Uh, it was in the first half during the game. They interviewed him, and he said, "Yeah, well, I just told the guys beforehand, uh, before they knew the outcome of the um, Seattle L.A. game. He said we're either going to the playoffs or the Packers aren't, which means there's no way the Packers are going to win that game. And sure as shit, they fucking marched into Lambeau and beat them. My God, what a turnaround! Team starts one and six on the year." And then they go eight and two to finish. And outside of that hiccup, okay, there, there was some major problems. You had the hiccup with Carolina. But they could have very easily have beaten Buffalo on Thanksgiving. And then the um, Minnesota game, the first game in the year that they choked uh, late. My God, the Lions could theoretically be like 12 and four on the year or 12 and five. My God, which would have been near the top of the whole NFC. But anyway, uh, they're out, and uh, I'm just I'm just re- really, really impressed with them. I was uh, just happy that they won. I'm, uh, I, I don't feel that badly with the fact that they're not in the playoffs. You know, you start out 1-6, and six, it's pretty tough to make the playoffs. They almost did it. Uh, if Seattle hadn't beaten L.A., L.A. just sucks. My God, they were terrible. Every opportunity to win that game. Of course, the the refs kind of fucked it up for the Rams in that one. Um, but whatever. There was some some sketchy calls. That happens. I'm just glad Lions won. They can hold their heads high. Uh, I also want to talk about DeMar Hamlin, the football player who one week ago we were talking about him after the incident when he got hurt and his heart stopped. The, uh, the, the athletic trainer was the one who got credited with uh, reviving him on the field. 
and uh, he got a game ball in the in the uh, Bills finale. The Bills return uh, had a how about how crazy was that? That in the opening kickoff, the guy returned the kick a hundred yard. He actually did it twice in the game, man. It was just like storybook. It was so fantastic. Hamlin awake and just flew back to Buffalo. He is uh, out of the care of the folks in Cincinnati. And, uh, you know, I don't, um, Diana brought it up with me about the possibility. She goes, I wonder if, um, because Chuck Hughes, when Chuck Hughes died in 1978, he had a, a blood clot that it's, that's much different of a scenario that caused his death. Yuri Fisher, different scenario for the Red Wings when his heart stopped on the bench. He was just sitting on the bench. This was the scenario and then, like, when Zeke Upshaw, uh, the basketball player, the Grand Rapids Drive at the time, and I watched that one happen, also a different scenario. This was the trauma hit the chest and caused it to go, hey, what the fuck? And then it seized or whatever the fuck happens in that in that circumstance. So that's a, a physical thing causing the heart to do that. I'm wondering if after a litany of tests and appropriate rest and recovery, I'm wondering if DeMar Hamlin, he might be able to come back and play again. I, I mean, uh, I mean, now that he is, it is clear he is going to survive. And, uh, and that is so awesome. I was talking with some friends about DeMar Hamlin since uh, all the things that have happened with him. And, uh, you know, the story has been told about how sweet he is and the charity. And now there's everybody in America now has toys because so many people gave money to that charity. Holy shit. Um, uh, if DeMar Hamlin can't play football, the goodwill and all the, uh, he could be, he, uh, I guarantee you, he will, uh, someone will want to, um, because his name has extreme value now. Uh, you look at the, um, um, how it is before the injury, before what happened to him, no one really knew who that guy was. I had never heard of him and only outside of like fans in Buffalo and fans of wherever he played college football. They would know who he is, but no one else. And now the whole world knows that name. And so, um, you know, if whatever company wanted to uh, utilize his name in, in the spirit of goodwill, he could make more money doing using his name um, for whatever whatever he wanted to do going forward. Uh, but I honestly, I don't rule out him playing football again in my limited you know, scope, which is none of any type of expertise, but I, I, I just got my fingers crossed that that guy will be able to come back and play football. Okay. Um, while I'm at it, I cannot believe this story has not gotten more legs. I mean, I, it's being talked about, but no one's really talking about it because if you remember when Damar Hamlin went down and then the day of, you know, it was a Monday night football game. Uh, Skip Bayless um, expressed concern, but he also expressed, boy, what is the NFL going to do about this game? How are they going to play this game? How is the playoffs going to shake out? And um, that isn't really, I mean, it, it, it's bad because the only thing anyone was concerned about was the health of the person. And he's talking about the game. So everybody gave him all sorts of shit and it got pretty ugly. If you remember, I played that clip of him and, um, uh, sh- um, Shannon sharp 
And then uh, I, I think there was a couple other people. Uh, Michael Strahan, I think, lit into him. It, it, it's really bad. And then he dug his heels in like the asshole that he is and said, I'm not taking, I'm not taking the tweet down. And I, 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 I was just as concerned about him as anybody else. I was just asking the question, how are we going to get this game in? And we'll go, yeah, well, we know what you did. It's just the timing of it was, uh, was a little wonky. You probably shouldn't have done that. And I agree with people who say that to him, but let the punishment fit the crime, right? I mean, Sure, he looks like kind of a dickhead, but I don't know if there's anything more that needs to be said or done because of that. Well, how would you feel if on the football field, a player tackles another player, like sacks the quarterback, and uh, the, the, the sack celebration is giving the guy CPR? That happened over the weekend. The Pittsburgh Steelers, the Pittsburgh Steelers sacked Deshaun Watson of the Cleveland Browns. Alex Highsmith sacked Deshaun. Okay, there it is. I bring him down. Hey, I just sacked them. This fucking uh, asshole, Deshaun Watson. Um, despite being just days removed from the incident, this was the sack celebration after that happened. Audio check, video check. The Miami Dolphins, and unfortunately for Pittsburgh fans, that makes this result. Oh, look at this. The Miami Dolphins, and unfortunately for Pittsburgh fans, that makes this result. <laughs> All right. Holy shit. <laughs> you asshole. Oh, wait. Hold on. There's Corey. No. You're out of here. No. You and Amanda and Aram are not allowed to participate in the show today. He's giving CPR to the guy. What? Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker Alex Highsmith apologized for the CPR sack celebration that he was part of toward the end of the team's win over the Cleveland Browns. He says it wasn't intentional. Well, no, it was intentional. You were giving him CPR. You, you just are an idiot you you just you can't you're tone deaf should someone be punished for that well, of course not no no we should just be just be talked about on a podcast demarvin leal uh came over to highsmith after he sacked deshaun watson and pretended okay so wait a minute highsmith got the sack DeMarvin Leal was the one pushing on his chest. Well, I don't know. Well, Highsmith didn't do anything. You shouldn't say it wasn't intentional. You had nothing to do with it. You were just laying there on the field. Highsmith was the one getting the fake CPR. So you don't have to apologize. 
unless if you said, hey, if I sack the, uh, the, the dude who assaulted all the women, I want to lay there like I'm dead and you can give me CPR. But I don't think that happened. I think you need to focus the aggression on DeMarvin Leal. He pretended to give him chest compressions. Uh, Highsmith told reporters Monday he didn't make the connection until the game was over and he saw the clip make the rounds on social media. He said, I just don't want people to think of me that way and I think I was and think I was doing anything intentional. He says, I would never, ever, ever, ever want to do that intentionally and I never, ever would do that. He added, I just want people to know that I have nothing but love for DeMar and his family when that happened, I was shook for a couple days. Me and my wife, we were watching the game. We immediately saw it and intentionally, he says, we intentionally started praying. We intentionally prayed for him as opposed to unintentionally praying, I guess. Uh, he says, you know, we're both followers of Christ. We both believe that prayer is powerful and I'm just thankful for the miraculous work God has done with tomorrow's life. I just want people to know that there was nothing intentional about it. It was never planned. None of that. I believe that. I believe that. I I, I wish, well, I mean, I think you need to talk to the other guy, though. DeMarvin Leal. See what he has to say about the deal. Oh, my God. Of all... You right over there, Daisy? Of all the things to do. Fuck. Tyler writes, while they are tremendous athletes, most pro athletes are dumb as fuck. Man. Uh, Tyler says, I don't know what's worse, that or the player from the Packers. There's a lot of weird shit in that Packers game. Yeah, the one guy um, uh, wouldn't allow him to snap the ball, making the Lions field goal closer before the end of the first half. And then you had the idiot in the second half walk on the field when the dude from the Lions got injured. So the Lions uh, uh, medical staff, the trainers come out to like help the player who's injured. And he's like, excuse me. And he kind of weasels his way into the pile of players. And he touched one of the Packers players. No big deal. And the Packer player fucking pushes the trainer that guy got kicked out of the game that was the second game he's gotten kicked out of for touching one of the staff from the opposing team that wasn't a player (laughs) fucking idiot how stupid are you okay uh i got an email from a uh, concerned audience member He said, this scumbag had his hands in my child's mouth. One conversation or one phone call. Blow this guy up. Thomas Shannon is the orthodontist. That is in question. Uh Uh-oh. Audio check. Video check. Here we go. 
Begin with developing news out of Kent County. Thomas Shannon, an orthodontist in Granville, is facing child pornography charges following an investigation. Detectives found evidence that the 41-year-old was communicating with minors for sexually explicit photos and videos. 13 on your side, Andrea Flores is now with what we've learned on the case. Officials first learned about Shannon when a police department in North Carolina reported that he offered to pay a 17-year-old girl for nude... By the way, she's sitting there doing this fucking report and you can hear people in the newsroom laughing their asses off about something. Shut the fuck up! ...about Shannon when a police department in North Carolina reported Z that he offered to pay a 17... It's ZZM. It's like poverty TV. ...year-old girl for nude photos and videos. Shannon was in court today in Kent County. Police say the girl did send photos and videos, and Shannon then asked for more from when she was in 8th and ninth grade. When asked by Kent County Sheriff's detectives about the interaction, Shannon told them in part... Quote, if it happened, obviously it's all there and I have to fess up to it. <laughs> okay, early 40s, family, double life, all this education, your whole life ahead of you, and you cannot control yourself. You know, if you have an affinity for young kids, you know, you can actually function in society as long as you don't act on it. There are people that exist who love uh, uh, shaved, bald, twink boys and girls. All right? They exist, but they don't actually act upon it. What, what the fuck is wrong with you? How can you be this hard up for young poon? A computer forensic investigator found a large amount of sexually explicit videos and photos of my... You see, just eliminate these people. This is, this is what you should do with these people. They're the lowest of the low. You can be a murderer and have more respect in prison than this guy. That's what's going to happen. The rest of his life is going to be behind bars more, more than... Or at least a long amount of time. Um... And he, he's going to be just brutalized in prison. And that he used multiple social media apps and bank accounts to pay for the content. Police say Shannon also attempted to make arrangements to have sex with minors. Shannon oh. facing eight charges related to child pornography, all punishable for at least four to ten years in prison. In a statement, Shannon's attorney says, quote, My client begins the legal process with the presumption of innocence. <laughs> yeah, okay. You can say that, but he's not. He has cooperated fully with authorities in their investigation, and we look forward to addressing to his day in court uh. when these allegations can be addressed. Detectives are still reviewing the evidence in the case and have identified multiple victims. If you have information that could help move the investigation forward, please call the Kent County's Sheriff's Office and Silent Observer. Boy, there's a lot wrong with this, this story, just the presentation of it. Uh, She's kind of a newbie. That's tough. I knew Ryan would chime in with what the hell is going on in that newsroom. You're fucking live. And that goes on for like a minute and 45 seconds. You can hear the conversation going on in the background. Can't there, isn't there a director or something that can just put his fingers up to his lips? Like, shh, we're live on the air right now. Uh, 
Maureen says, I hope he gets his teeth shoved down his throat. Take that, orthodontist. Yeah, um, there was another story on Fox 17 about how um, people that, you know, have their contracts with the guy are uh, reaching out, trying to get them, you know, because you sign up for orthodontal service. Parents look to get out of contracts after orthodontist jailed for child porno. Take a look at this one, too. WGU is the national leader in teacher education. Plus, it's respect. Okay, hurry up. It's playing an ad. Isn't there a skip button on this, or do I have to watch the whole thing? Continuing coverage now on that story we first told you about last Friday, a West Michigan orthodontist facing child pornography charges. Well, police say they have not yet identified any potential victims in West Michigan. They're still investigating and asking anyone who may have seen red flags during an appointment with him to reach out to detectives. Fox yeah, like I'm jamming his penis in your mouth. Michael Martin live in the newsroom with the latest for us tonight. Michael. Max, Janice, we've had a handful of our viewers. This guy's always so deadpan. I love him call over the past few days since Dr. Thomas Shannon's arrest was announced. Talking about your experiences with him, some of you unsure how to get out of contracts with his office. Well, his practice currently suspending its operations, but investigating. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty easy to get out of the contract. The orthodontist is in prison. <laughs> are still looking into the possibility of more victims. We've always liked the staff and um, the um, the technicians that have worked on my kids. Kathy Alwerda has been... You know what's funny is I didn't recognize the name, but I recognize that sign. Shannon Orthodontics. Now, now it, it adds up in my brain of, oh, okay. And bringing her kids to Shannon Orthodontics for about seven years now. Through their time with them, she never noticed any potential red flags around Dr. Thomas Shannon. I think it's an important reminder that, you know, the nicest people, the most well-respected in the community aren't always the safest people. Dr. Shannon. Yeah. I mean, you never know when any old Joe, who's, you know, he might be a happy-go-lucky dude and, you know, at the end of the day, it's not so happy-go-lucky. Could be anybody that I'm talking about. Is facing eight felony charges, including possession and distribution of child pornography. Immediately, um, I contacted my kids to make sure that um, they had never felt uncomfortable. Or Has Dr. Shannon's penis ever been in your mouth? Had any red flags? Um, and none of my kids said that um, any. Not me, mom. I've never had a penis in my mouth. As you know, anything um, had ever happened to them that made them feel uncomfortable at all. According to Kent County Under Sheriff Chuck DeWitt, investigators have not identified any victims physically here in West Michigan. They were tipped off to Dr. Shannon's alleged online abuse back in September 2021, after police in North Carolina notified them that Shannon was trying to get nude photos from a 17 year old girl there. So I guess my question is, if they were tipped off, 
September 2021. Why does it take so long to formulate an investigation? That's a long time. That's a year and four months. We interviewed um, the suspect, Mr. Shannon, but at that time, we just were not able to substantiate one way or the other whether a crime did in fact take place. There was a substantial investigation, but detectives initially lacked enough evidence to move the case. Oh, there you go. I guess that explains it. But like all investigations, just because maybe leads temporarily stalled doesn't mean that it's closed. It was at that point Dr. Shannon did something that investigators say would be disastrous to his own case. Mr. Shannon uh, was doing his own, if you will, um, attempts to, to try to clear himself, which then led to uh, that investigator contacting us. He hired his own forensic investigator uh -oh. to go through his devices and online accounts. What? And at least according to Under Sheriff DeWitt, that investigator he hired allegedly found a large amount of explicit photos and videos of very young children. Okay. Now, that's, I didn't know that. So he's accused of having pictures of nude kids. He hires an expert to clean off all the pictures of nude kids. Hey, I was wondering if I could hire you to get rid of all the child porno off my computer. Do you think maybe you could do that for me? And you and then not and then not tell the police? That's what the fucker did. Holy shit. The investigation is not closed, that uh, there are still photos, there's still information that we're trying to vet to uh, identify some victims. And they still haven't ruled out the possibility that there could be victims here in West Michigan. Once information such as this gets out, it's intended to spark conversation for those who may have, in fact, been victimized. Now, at last check, Shannon was still behind bars on a $200,000 bond. Shannon Orthodontics sent an email to patients this morning, so Monday morning, saying they're working with other orthodontists in the area to transition their patients over to those practices. I like how Fox 17's newsroom is uh, professional here. Here, as opposed to the dummies at uh, the uh, the ABC affiliate WZZM, who apparently were having a fucking quinceanera uh, just off camera. What the fuck was going on there? Hmm. My God. Uh, comments. What a very stupid and sick and gross man deserves what he gets. Says Ryan, how does, how broken does your brain have to be? Yet he's a doctor. Absolutely. I think concerning the joke about a ding, the doctor's ding dong being in patients mouths, he used numbing gel so they wouldn't feel anything. Says Kyle. Um, before we got to it, who cut the cheese ruined our story and said, I read, he said, no, I don't have photos on my phone. Then he paid to have his phone investigated. Then he found a ton of pedo shit. What the fuck? Yeah. It, it serves as a reminder that you can't, it's probably not a good idea to jump on the stories. Let, let, let me discover it on my own on the show. Uh, again. This is not the who cut the cheese show. 
The Eric Zane Show. What the fuck? Fortunately, you have to eat 600 for that one. Nom, nom, nom. All right. Uh, Thank you to M37 Hackers, West Michigan's newest golf simulation headquarters. Take a few swipes at M37 Hackers and have a great time with your friends. Golf anywhere in the world at any pristine course on the simulator. If you've not done this yet, oh my God, so much fun. And so much cheaper than the folks at X-Golf. Like X-Golf is 60 bucks an hour to rent a bay. It's 40 bucks an hour with M37 Hackers. 269-205-2095. Go there, check it out. You can see what they're all about. They got a Facebook page linked up via ericzaneshow.com or just search M37 Hackers. It'll show up and uh, you can go see for yourself how they do it. 269-205-2095. Dan is there right now uh, waiting for your call. He is the pro, M37 Hackers. Thank you so much for being on board. Please mention my name when you call M37 Hackers. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage invites you to reach out to them if you are in the market for a mortgage. 231-332-6505. Love it so much. Thank you. Whether it's your first mortgage, your 10th, refi for your home, pay off a high interest credit card bill. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. NMLS number 3035. All right. Um, oh, boy. This is, uh, in this one, we got a college basketball coach. He's a white guy. And, uh, well, he, I guess what I'm understanding is, is he was disciplining a coach or he was disciplining a player. And it, it didn't go as planned. Uh, audio check, video check, and now he's in deep shit. Oh, no. ...to Valbian College as players on the men's basketball team call for the head coach to be publicly suspended after they say he used a racial slur in practice. According to one... Okay, now, when I heard that, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, of course. One of the players, on December 28th, the coach kicked a black player out of the practice for using a racial slur to a... When the team confronted May on the decision... I don't know why the audio left. When the team confronted May on the decision, May, who is white, said that he needed to teach the player a lesson for using the racial slur. He then quoted it out loud. Players say he repeated the slur four times during practice. May apologized later in the evening and did not coach last week. In a statement today, the interim college president said, quote, well, Coach May was aiming to use this as a teachable moment. It was the wrong way to go about it. It was a serious mistake on his part. His language was inconsistent with our values as a college and the values of anyone who calls themselves a Briton. He continued, quote, as a college, We must have investigated this incident. We have taken steps to address it. The coach has apologized to the team for the hurtful impact his words have caused. 
He has sat out several games, and he'll continue to be involved in cultural sensitivity training. <laughs> this fucking idiot. So, the black guy says the N-word. I'm Gary Matthews. And he didn't like I'm that, so he kicked him out. And then they said, why did you kick out black guy? And he said, because he said N-word. And then he said the word. Well, you fucking asshole. What the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, yeah, I I, I, I get it. Uh, you, you don't like that type of language by the players. But we all know that it's different. If a black guy says the N-word, okay, yeah, you can kick him out of practice. Like, hey, 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 look, hold on a second there, pal. We don't tolerate that talk around here. You're going to have to go home and think about what you did. And then if someone says, hey, man, why did you kick so-and-so out of practice? You cannot say because he used the word N and then say the word. You just can't. It's illegal. The guy who put his ding dong in the patient's mouth is going to be in less trouble than this guy. That's not true, but you get what I'm talking about. You, you can, you can't quote it. You fucking moron. What the fuck you actually? And then you said it more than once. Yeah. I, yeah. I kicked so-and-so out. He, he said he called so-and-so a blank. And I was like, Hmm. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Kyle says it's similar to when SpongeBob used a bad word, so Patrick was going to tell, and he said it. You can't say it. Come on. You got to know better than that, right? You just say that he used the N-word. That's as, as it's it's perfect. It's Everybody knows what that is. So in order to... Get the point across? He actually had to say the word, and now this guy is fucked. And he didn't even, he wasn't even using it in a malicious way. He was quoting the player who said it. The player who said it is not in trouble. I mean, anyone who knows anything about the history of that word, these are the rules. Rule number one that we must all wrap our mind around. White people cannot say that word. In most cases, black people can. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm not the one to sit there and tell people like, uh, I'm not going to sit there and tell black people what they can and cannot say. It doesn't, I'm not doing that. No. Besides, whenever black people say it, it always sounds fucking hilarious. So fuck you. It sounds terrible when white people say it. When black guys say it, it's fucking funny. You ever heard Dave Chappelle say that shit? It makes me laugh my ass off. I'm totally okay if a black guy says it. I don't even care if I'm the fucking basketball coach. So you say whatever you want. I know I'm not saying it though. Fuck you. I'll tell you to suck my dick and eat my asshole, but I am not going to say that word. Go fuck yourself. That's what I'll tell you to do. 
Kyle says, what if it's their last name, like in that Chappelle skit? I never saw that one. I should probably watch it. Amazingly, I didn't watch that show that much. I only became uh, a fan of Chappelle when when I started watching his stand-up. Yeah, you fucking idiot. I think there was a coach for Central Michigan University. I think his name was Keith Dambrot, who tried that. When I went there, yeah, 1993, Central Michigan University basketball coach Keith Dambrod is looking for a new job. Dambrod, 34, was fired. Less than two weeks after he was suspended for four days without pay for using racial slurs after a late season game. The incident came to light March 29th when the student newspaper CM Life reported that Dambrot, who is white, told his players after a game, I wish we had more N-words on this team. In referring to assistant coach Derek McDowell, who is black, Dambrot reportedly said, Max, uh, blank. CMU officials tried to lay the incident to rest April 1 when they suspended Dambrot for four days without pay, ordered him to apologize, and warned he would be fired if it happened again as a different era. Back then, that's all you... (laughs) Fuck, this is terrible. However, public relation to the incident has since created an environment that made it impossible for the university um, to conduct a viable basketball program under Coach Danbrot's leadership. Um, Let's see. Danbrot, who met with his players Monday night, declined comment until he consulted with his attorney when the racial slurs first came to light last month. Dambrot issued a statement and said it was not used. It, this was not used in any racially offensive manner. He said, <laughs> you idiot. Our team understood the connotation of the word as I used it. And they were not offended. Although at least two black players have expressed their support for their fired coach. They did. CMU spokeswoman Ray Goldsmith said outrage expressed by alumni, campus, and community groups was a catalyst for Dambrot's dismissal. I cannot believe he said, I I think if I remember correctly, he was like, yeah, I was kind of using that in a positive way. I was trying to uh, say that uh, people who are, and then he would say the word, are tough and aggressive, and we need more of those N-words on our team. God damn, man. What a fucking asshole. All right. Finally today. I'd never heard of this, but I guess it's an option that if your pet dies, you would take it to a taxidermist who would freeze-dry the pet. He's a taxidermist who specializes in preserving your passed-away pet. See, I didn't know that. I didn't. There, there's two things to pay attention to in this story. A, that anyone 
whose pet dies would then take the 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 carcass and freeze dry the pet and they would like keep it what i'm sorry that's a fucking psychopath but dissatisfied customers and, are- and this taxidermist in, uh, up cedar springs or something like it's probably andrea's neighbor uh this this chick well didn't give back the animals so she has a collection of people's animals i guess lining up after they say they lost their pets twice once to death and once to the taxidermist News once to death now with more on this story tonight joe brian see so the taxidermist name is andrea huntley customers say she's been taking their deceased pets promising she said andrea he said andrea i was hoping he'd say schaefer to freeze dry them andrea's got a side business of freeze drying pets they're not following through. If you're a pet owner, you get it. A lot of us don't want to let go after losing a pet. Brenda Lee step lost. Yeah, if you freeze dry your your dead pet, that means you're you're probably like petting it and sleeping with its body and maybe having sex with it. Mr. Murphy, her much beloved dachshund in 2020. He was my sole pet. I called him my soul pet. Oh, yeah, she's crazy. He comforted me, and he was just, he was always there. But Andre Huntley's services offered Step some comfort. Huntley owns Freeze Dry Sea & Company out of Nuego. Huntley, listed under the name Andrea Huntley Sawinski on the National Taxidermy Association website, says she's been at the trade since 2012. She doesn't do traditional taxidermy. Freeze-drying extracts liquids from the animal. Oh, oh, come on. There's like the machinery. Look, it looks like the fucking lab in Breaking Bad. I guess you throw the pet in there and it comes out and it's got no liquid in it. How's that going to look? The pet to stay closer to its live form. The bones are still exactly as they were, and the the pet actually is exactly as the pet was when it died. So Stemp did some research and contacted Huntley, eventually driving the over 800 miles from Atlanta to Croton. She paid Huntley $1,500 cash to freeze-dry little Mr. Murphy. The process would take about 10 months. Stepp anxiously awaited the return of her pet. No update after 10 months, then a full year went by. Eventually, at some point, she reached out and said, um, hey, you know, I've had delays and so forth and so on. But the delays continued into early 2022. And when I reached out to her, she essentially said, leave me alone. Step oh! The Better Business Bureau gives Huntley's C and Company taxidermy an F rating and includes comments from several people with stories similar to Steps. Basically, she takes people's money and she takes their beloved pet, and you never hear from her again. We went to Nuego to get Huntley's side of the story. No one answered the door at the home Huntley list on her business website, and no one answered the phone listed on Oh, you see that? The, the, the fish on the tree? Nuego County? Yeah, that, that's the way these scumbags live, all right? All these assholes do is they steal people's money, and then they go to uh, uh, the fucking, what's the name of that restaurant? Roadhouse, the, the COVID house, Tommy's, Tim, Jimmy's COVID house. They go there. They talk about overthrowing the government. They have sex with their kids. And then they, they go back to their residence right here. On the website. For Step, it's been like losing her loved one twice. No closure. Oh, no. Situation. And it's, it's just heart-wrenching. 
This time has filed a complaint with the Michigan State Police from the Heart Post. They're investigating. All right. If so, you're experiencing tooth loss or... So that's fucked up. Uh, equally fucked up, I think, is someone who who uh, wants to get their pet taxidermied. No. No. You want to... Okay. When, when, the, when the animal goes to the Rainbow Bridge... You do have options. None of which should be freeze drying your pet. Bury it in the backyard. You can have the vet dispose of it the way it's supposed to be in their in their world, or you can take it over to fucking Sleepy Hollow and have it cremated or buried in the pet cemetery at Sleepy Hollow. It's where everybody here takes their fucking pet. Every community's got a pet cemetery. You take it there. I've got a whole room full of urns. It's the best. They they uh they 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 take the ashes. They put it in a nice urn. They give you the plaster paw print, and you put the picture in the urn. I got a dozen of these fucking things. The worst was de- uh, was fucking Lucy. Oh boy, Lucy was this white bulldog we had. And uh, she was starting to go crackers. You could tell that she was losing her mind. I'd take her to the vet. I'd go, ah, yeah, it, I, I think she's okay. It, it's fine. It was a week before I got fired from Freebird and Hot Wings, like seven years ago. And then uh, I come home from work, and she's dead. Okay? And uh, I was like, oh, my God, it was terrible, you know? And uh, so... I then have to begin the process. You know, I have I call all the family. They want to say goodbye to Lucy. So I got to uh, clean her up. She's gone caca. So I had to, she had she took a dump. I had to take care of that. But in order to move her, I had to lift her. And uh, when I, I, I put my hands underneath her to, to lift her up, and uh, the air that was in her lungs came out, and she growled. She's dead, but I don't know that. Well, I thought she was, she woke up because she went, but that was, not because she's alive. It was because the air came out and it, it made a noise. And so the growl happens. I go, ah! <laughs> I thought the fucking dog was alive. And so then I was like, ah, oh, oh, she's not alive. Damn it. But so then I gave her a bath and, uh, you know, everybody comes, say goodbye, wrap her up in a little sweet little blanket. And you'd give her a lady at Sleepy Hollow and say, all right, I'll be back in a couple of days for the urn. All right, good to go. No, but it's horrible. I, I hate even thinking about it because I've got pets. I've got many, many pets. I got so many pets that like every day I gotta I gotta put one to sleep and have it cremated. You've got so many running around. I'm just kidding. That's gonna happen. And then I'm gonna feel bad because of that joke. <clears throat> okay. What a fucking thing that yeah, don't freeze dry your pet. I don't know who's worse in the story. Lady who's stealing the pet's carcass and not and taking their money. Oh, no, she's definitely worse. But a runner-up is lady who wants to have her pet freeze-dried. It's just ridiculous. No, thanks. All right. Okay. Thank you to the Kent County Health Department. Access Kent.com slash health. Whether it's the WIC program, whether it's immunizations for the little ones, uh, measles, mumps, rubella, whooping cough, pertussis, meningitis, personal health services, the Kent County Health Department has you covered. Accesskent.com slash health. 
is their website. Great crew over there. Want to help you every step of the way. I, I mentioned the, the uh, uh, WIC program, and uh, that is, my God, in order to be able to keep the food on the table, you want to call upon them. You know, you, um, you, you pay into uh, that entitlement to make sure that it stays funded. Uh, would, uh, it, the WIC program is all you need. Thank you so much to my friends at the Kent County Health Department for being on board with the show. Blue Frost IT. Okay, so if you have a small or a medium-sized business, all you, want, all you want to do if you ever want to do an upgrade to your tech is reach out to Blue Frost IT. 616-285-50. They are awesome. You sit down for a 30-minute complimentary consultation. They'll tell you what your business needs in order to make it all happen, to upgrade your equipment. And then, after they set it up for you, they can be the managed IT service provider for your business, just like they do for me. 616-285-50. If you need a uh, a quick fix for something, they can help you out as well. Tech-related for your home or your work. 616-285-50. All right, as I wrap this show up, I want to check in with the Ottawa County County Commission meeting. For standing up with the citizens of Ottawa County and following through with your campaign promises. I support you and will pray for you that you will have the wisdom to make the best choices for the citizens of Ottawa County, standing strong against the endless attacks of the opposition. After reading the articles in the mainstream media, local newspapers and social media, I'm bewildered and confused. Uh as to why you are being so, so viciously attacked for standing up for our constitution. I guess this guy's just complimenting them. It is as if they would prefer to live in a communist country where there is no choice, no churches, and all decisions, all beliefs and behaviors are totally controlled by the government. I found one of the comments concerning the appointment, appointment of Mr. Kelly for health director to be very interesting. That person did not want a science denier as the health department director. Mr. Kelly has a master's in public health and a master's in occupational safety and health and has promised to bring additional experts in in order to make the health department health related. There's John Gibbs decisions for the county. In contrast, this is embarrassing. CDC, the Michigan Health Department and the Ottawa County Health Department. You see, this is see now they're going to get together and like blow each other. Oh, boy. Um, oh, he lost the spot. They're, they've had. Uh, you only got three minutes, fuckface. Mass mandates, and there is no scientific evidence that or peer-reviewed publications that verify that masks are effective in preventing the transmission of a virus. However, there is scientific evidence that the masks actually cause harm. To oh, okay, yeah. The COVID-19 vaccine mandates were not only anti-science; they were illegal. The <laughs> technology that moderna calls the software of life it is an experimental drug and should never have been given emergency this is where i live this is uh the majority of the people are like this now those meetings apparently are turning into just you already won you fucking idiot not only okay a year ago, uh, the the local Ottawa Impact Pack is made. Whatever, more than a year ago, 
you 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 kicked ass. You won every all the important seats on the commission. All the school boards are you fucking hillbillies. You you did it. You don't need to. Is this a victory lap? All right, you get a you get one meeting for a victory lap. God, why do those meetings have to be at nine a.m.? Why can't I think that they had planned on changing the time of those? But I'm podcasting. I can't do my podcast. Uh, and at, at the, I mean, I would have to put off my podcast and I'm not doing that. I want to go to those meetings so bad to talk to these assholes. Fuck. All right. Asshole of the day last week was Lori. Was that, was that referring to my old boss? I think I might've been. Asshole of the day is brought to you by TC Paintball. Today's asshole of the day is the pedo orthodontist. Congratulations on your victory. Holy shit. Okay, that's going to do it for me, folks. I appreciate you as always. I will talk to you on the Patreon. Thank you so much, folks. Have a good one. Bye-bye.